Hey, everybody. Today, we're here with Carol Kimmerer. She is an executive branding coach, a professional speaker, and author of the award-winning book, LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive, and it's in its second edition now. Carol, we're so glad to have you on the show. Welcome. Thanks so much, Lance. I appreciate it. Well, uh, really excited to hear about how you've used LinkedIn for client acquisition and um, how agencies can use client acquisition um, strategies on LinkedIn. But first, I want to get a little bit about your background. How did you get started on LinkedIn and coaching on LinkedIn? Oh, my goodness. My background is in marketing communications. And for 20 years, I was a consultant to a Fortune 500 medical device company and they were my sole client. They kept me so busy and I never wanted to have a conflict of interest. So they were it. And I worked for two divisions and I thought I was diverse. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were really very different divisions and they didn't speak to each other. So it seemed safe to me. But in 2010 and 2011, both agencies and, and as a matter of fact, the whole industry um, was experiencing very bad economic times. And in 2010, one of the divisions um, cleaned out their marketing communications area and sent all their work on a retained arrangement to another agency. And in 2011, the other group did that too. And all of a sudden, I realized I was out of business. Oh, man. Yeah, um, because I never wanted to have a conflict of interest, so I had no other clients. And to make matters worse, although I'd been taking very good care of the brand of that business, I had not been taking good care of my own brand. The only people who knew who I was and what I could do were inside the company, and I was dead in the water because they couldn't use my services. So I began to really study LinkedIn as a subject matter so that I could, you know, use my branding brilliance on myself. Um, how does the LinkedIn search engine work? How can I make it work for me? And while I was learning, I reached to those people who had hired me all those years they were all out of their job, you know? <laughs> so I would say, look what I'm finding. Oh, and if you do this, this happens. And if you do that, something else happens. And oh, this is so powerful. You will love this. And pretty soon they began to send me their friends. And I realized that people were identifying me for a new area of subject matter expertise, which was phenomenal. I... I had no idea that that was going to happen, but I found such joy in shining that branding brilliance on people instead of products. And so I just kept moving my business to the point where um, in 2016, I published the first edition of my book and um, then we were done with that other life and um, full steam ahead. And um, just last year, I republished it and greatly revised it in the second edition for the pandemic. So yeah, I have a new chapter on um, 
executives in transition. Um, I have action items at the end of each chapter. And the other thing that LinkedIn did in um, 2020 was that they rolled out a whole bunch of new functionalities. And um, so the book is all up to date with those. So at any rate, it was it was really um, an interesting journey to rebrand. And I know that people in your you know agency sphere uh, of influence, um, I'm sure that they have found the need to rebrand from time to time because the market changes and what people want to buy changes and who wants to buy changes and um, you know that. Um, affects the way that we want to share our brand online. So um, I work with senior level people to help them um, share their brand effectively online. And then as a, as a professional speaker, I also speak to groups about that. So even um, employee groups, um, I do webinars and small seminars and that kind of thing. Oh, that's neat. So as you were talking, I got really curious because it's like you started a new business, right? You had, I yeah, did. You had like two sessions of the business or two segments of the business. And I'm curious. So you had some of those first clients come from uh, people that you reached out to that you already knew kind of existing network. Um, one of the struggles or the questions I see come up a lot for any platform really, but LinkedIn in particular is, if you don't have much of an audience yet, right? Like let's say you don't have a lot of connections or you're starting fresh. I, do you have a roadmap or a game plan you would suggest to a new agency owner or somebody who's new to marketing their agency on LinkedIn? Oh, absolutely. So the first thing that I think that's important is they should be authentic online, whether they have content to put out there or not. And they should be online on LinkedIn every day to find those people who are in their natural sphere of influence. Um, the people that are their clients um, who are putting content out there, they should be loving those people up. You know, that's part of the deal. Um, the people that they'd like to have as future clients. Um, there are so many ways that we can express that we're paying attention to you on LinkedIn, we can endorse people for three skills at a time. That's not a LinkedIn rule. That's my rule because it's a it's a definitive strategy, and you want to be able to use that strategy over and over again. So you can endorse people for skills. You can acknowledge them online for what they are posting, um, and acknowledgement is so much more than like. <laughs> that's just like. A spark. You want to really show that you read what they wrote and that you um, agree with it because blah, 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 or yes, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you're adding value. Each time you comment online, you need to be thinking of the three ways that you're adding value. You're adding value to the person whose material you're commenting on you are adding value to the people who are reading. So you're not just talking about, um, you know, let's play golf on Wednesday. You know, it's it's like 
come on. Um, and you add value to yourself because when we show that we have a brain by the way that we put ourselves out there, um, people are drawn to us. So even if you have no content to share, when you show up over and over and over again, authentically in someone else's um, feed, commenting on their stuff, people are drawn to you. Agency people know how to write. Agency people are clever. Agency people know how to take a point and expand. When we do that, we ride on the coattails of the person who has the network and the content, and we distinguish ourselves in the field, feed, in, you know, in the long um, yeah. Yeah, LinkedIn yeah. feed. Um, one of the ways that I get people who follow me um, is sometimes by commenting on my friends' posts and they are their friends. You know, it's like, okay, the second level people and they see what I say and the authenticity that I respond with and they go, oh, I want some of that. And so they will connect with me. So um, I don't know, uh, sharing articles with people that are important to you shows that we are paying attention. But um, by sharing articles with, do you mean like, Sending them a direct message, like a in LinkedIn inbox of like, oh, I saw this article. I thought this was interesting. Just wanted to pass along. Or are you saying just you post it and you tag them in it? I'm saying you send it in a LinkedIn message. The reason I suggest using that as your platform is that it's already well branded. You've got your picture. You know, it's like, if they don't remember you, now they do. Yeah. Um, so I always say something like, this article came, came to my attention today, and it reminded me of you. I'm smiling, and hope you are too. Have a great day. Um, so I'm affirming our relationship. I'm affirming that I know what it is that would please them. You know, I'm sending them an article that's on brand for them. And um, sometimes I even say, I thought you would like this article and perhaps even find it appropriate to post on LinkedIn. Hmm. So it's I'm, not your I'm, article. Oh. It's somebody else's article. Got it. But but you could post that. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. Well, I was thinking of like the, uh, it, it doesn't come across as self-promotion because it's not like, hi, this is an article I wrote or like, you know, right. this other person on my team wrote this article, but it's just a good article that maybe you want to post. And one um, to take a half step back, how are you finding the initial, you know, again, we're imagining this is somebody who like started their LinkedIn account, right? Um, do you, how do you find the people who are posting to use as prompts? Cause that seems like part of the strategy, right? Is we got to find someone who has a, has a following and is actively posting. So then we can engage with it. Is that, is that on the right track? Well, 
some of the people will be people that are already in your sphere of influence, you know, people that, you know, yeah. so, um, those are the easiest people to start. But then the other thing that I recommend uh, that people do is, um, set up Google alerts. Um, because, uh, you know, for your keywords, the words that are on brand for you, when you find those people, um, they can, um, you know, you find a good article and then a day later you're finding another good article by the same person is like, Oh, so one of my go-to people always is William Aruda who writes about personal brand and wherever he writes, you know, he, he posts on Forbes, but also other places. And when he posts, um, I always find his articles interesting. And, um, so I, I post a lot, um, using his stuff and, um, we have become friends over time. He's endorsed my book. Um, last year or earlier this year, um, he reached out to me to be um, a speaker for the International Coaching Federation. Um, yeah. So it was like, okay. He was putting together a panel of um, social media experts and I represented LinkedIn. So nice. it's like, these are not people that are, that I would have known. But over time, um, by being genuine and reciprocal and that kind of thing, um, we have gotten to know each other and enough that he felt that he could trust his brand by having me represent me and my oh, brand on LinkedIn. So um, that, that's important, I think. Um, but starting with... Um, Friends is is a good way to start. And then um, if you're looking for people that you need to connect with, um, maybe friends of friends might be a good thing. Um, if you're trying to build your agency, um, you would want to reach out to your target audience, figure out who they are, and you could do that in the LinkedIn search. Um, another thing that I do, um, when I have not um, generated my own content is to find co content that's valuable and on brand for me. Because I find that the pie is not a finite pie. You know, I'm not carving up business with the person whose who's, um, material I'm using as a post. I am growing the pie. Um, I am expanding people's awareness of the importance of personal brand because a lot of people just don't get it. And personal online brand. A lot of people get personal brand like, you know, I always wear blue and black or I always wear fuchsia or yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't get that LinkedIn is the number one place where people are making first impressions of us, people from all over the world. And if you don't put the right stuff out there, you're losing that opportunity. Yeah. So when you speak to employees, because I know that there's uh, going to be some agency owners where they say, I would, you know, I, I don't really have time to make LinkedIn a priority or, or, 
they're not going to make the time to make LinkedIn a priority. And yeah, it's it's a great tool for a sales rep, or it's a great tool for a, a, somebody who's going to be trying to do strategic partnerships or something. Um, how have you worked with anybody that's done this with employees rather than for themselves? So uh, once in a while, um, I've I've worked with the executives of the company, and they say, you know, my people need to know how to use this more competently. And then I'll come in, um, you know, by Zoom or in person and and do a seminar for them. And, you know, I can't possibly give as much personal attention to everybody in a group. But, um, it, you know, there's, there's competent at least, you know. Um, when I work with, at the executive level, we are maximizing everything to the, you know, to a fairly well because the people that they compete with are all using people like me. Yeah. That's, you know, it, it's like if your, your um, online brand has to be just fabulous for you to stand out in the executive space. Um, and it's, it is interesting how poor most executives' <laughs> profiles are if they haven't done any work with someone. But, um, you know, uh, when, when you encounter another person whose brand is all tricked out, you're aware that yours is woefully naked. <laughs> so, um, but, but if I'm working with a, a group, an audience group, um, you know, I can talk about how you can add real value, not only to yourself, but to your company by telling in your headline what it is you really do. Account executive just doesn't cut it. Um, you could start there, account executive at whatever agency. And then put a colon. And we have 220 characters to spend in that field. And so, you know, talk about your differentiators. Talk about what you do for your clients. Um, Talk about um, how you make the resources of your agency work hard to make sure that your clients are um, having results from their campaigns. you know, address their pain points and how you respond. 220 characters is actually a lot of characters. And like I said, agency people are so clever. Um, They can always figure out how to tweak that so that it just sparkles. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So then if we've we've got employees or really whoever this person is starting out, then you say first start out with um, finding some content producers, right? Where we're going to be synergistic, right? They are happy because people are going to be commenting in an intelligent way. We're happy because they have people seeing their comments or seeing their posts. So they'll some percentage of that will see our comment and maybe they'll engage with us. Maybe they'll come and start following us. So that sounds like phase one. Uh, when do you say it's time to start making our own content? And do you start with just curated articles where you find a good article, you post the article and you give a summary of here's the thing I learned from it, or here's some interesting thing. What is, what's phase two after you've done your, all right, every day I go on and I comment, I make, oh, and actually I should ask, 
how many comments per day do you aim for, right? If we're telling ourselves or telling our sales reps, you want to be successful at this, you got to give it a good try. Aim for five comments a day or 50 comments a day or whatever. I don't know how oh, many you would do. Oh, that sounds good. Um, so it's interesting that agency people probably have nuggets of content someplace. You know, they can they can pull things from a lot of different things that they've done. Um, the first thing that I would recommend is uh, that they um, do a regular client showcase. So it's like um, you, you would need to check in with your client. But um, what if you did um, a before and an after? Um, you know, this was their logo first and look what we did, or this was their marketing campaign and look how we added value. Um, that side by side could be really powerful and then writing about it. Or, um, you have a client and they just were, um, named woman of the year in their industry. What a great time to shine a spotlight on that person um, as a client of yours. Um, not talking specifically about your work, but always at the end, you could say, you know, um, for an example of how we've represented um, Gwendolyn's brand, see, and then you could have a little link to your material. But your post should feature your client because that's what agencies do. Agencies make us shine. Agencies make us look marvelous. And what better way to showcase your work than to give your client the credit for the savvy of um, you know, using your services? My computer is complaining. <laughs> no problem. Um, so um so start with start with your clients uh then just just figure out what would be fun um what is it that you currently have that you could pick from regularly um you know whether it is a, a client testimonial um or um to, to show pieces of a campaign as, as an example of how you work, um, or um, an article that you write that would be of general interest. You could write it on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, there's no um, problem publishing anything that you want to on LinkedIn. Um, and um, I, I, suggest writing an article once a month um okay more than that is just kind of too much um oh, wow. well, so not, an article that's that's one that's posted on the link like you know you obviously have posts that are just in your feed and then an article is separate you're right. saying once a month is usually good for that i think so because um you want to do your work too <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if for me, an article, you know, takes a fair amount of 
brain power and perfection. <laughs> so you, you know, you know, uh, you don't want to spend all of your time um, creating content. You want to do um, work for your clients. But every once in a while, um, showcasing um, what is your agency uh, really known for? You know, if you are really known for um, I don't know, X, Y, Z, then you write an article about how do you do X, Y, Z or yeah. why is X, Y, Z important? Yeah, that makes sense. And how long is the article in general? Is it a couple hundred words? Is it a, you know, 2000 word tome or how? No, it's not a tome. I, um, I think you should be able to scroll down once if to, to have a decent article, sure. but, um, it, the the other thing that um, that you can do besides articles is um, post memes um, where, you know, you have a graphic and uh, it says something and then you write about it. And if if you are just posting, um, you know, three paragraphs is kind of max. If you're writing an article, it should be, you know, more, but not a joke. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. And so we've got a few different kinds of content. The article, which is monthly, the comments, which are um, daily, we could say, you know, two to five a day or something. And then um, then we've got posts that you just referenced, right? Like we've got some um, funny meme or we're looking for a vendor or whatever. How often do you suggest that uh, if an agency owner said, I want to generate significant inbound lead flow through this, right? I want to get new relationships. I want to get new revenue through LinkedIn. How many posts do you think they should do on a certain time period? Okay. Here's um, a really different change in that. I used to, you know, if I found other people's content, I would post it sometimes three in a row. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going, okay, here are these three articles and I would tee them all up. I'd send them out. Well, LinkedIn has really changed what, what they put out and how they like to see our cadence. Um, you shouldn't post something within the first four hours of something that you posted before, because during that period of time, LinkedIn is testing to see if the article has legs, you know, mm -hmm. or has legs. Um, are people commenting at a sufficient rate that it should let it, let it stay around in the, in the feed. Um, if you post a second thing in there, it's like um, on a podcast, somebody talking over someone else. It's called stepping mm. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do that to yourself. So um, I have um, my first post at seven in the morning, and that allows me, you know, almost any time you know, after 11 to post again. So if I find something that would be just fabulous to post, or, you know, I'm going to comment on stuff on a bunch of people, um, you can do that. I don't think comments have the same um, window. You know, you can, you can comment on anybody's stuff and you should um, not try to get your comments to space out in the day. That just makes sense. But um, for a post where you're trying to get some eyeballs in four hours, um, 
that's a, a strategy is not to step on yourself. So maximum of two posts a day, you know, because, you know, I suppose you could do seven, 11 and, um, you know, three or four, but, you know, maximum of three then. Um, but uh, I don't know. The other thing that is important is that so few people see your post the first time around, your article that you've worked so hard at. Put it in again some other time. Mm. So I used to think that all of my material had to be fresh from me, you know, every day. And um, I, you know, I have over 100 articles, so I just cycle them through. And um, um, I have some seasonal articles, you know. Um, I have one for Valentine's Day where I created the image. It has candy hearts and um uh, one of them says connect question. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, it's it's like have some seasonal content, have have a sense of what is your editorial calendar. Yeah. No, that's interesting. So it sounds like what the cadence looks like is something of a few comments a day, um, a post you know, syndicating somebody else's article or your own article a day and then a monthly original article that is is pretty uh, lower in the funnel something that's like yeah if if we have um agency consulting services then we'd say why do you need an agency coach or why do you need an agency accountability group or uh, how agency accountability groups work or whatever and then that post would come out and say yeah we can even reshare that later if we don't get a lot of traction got it Got it. And how do you go about connecting with new people? Because, you know, we, we've got our brand new thing. We connected with, the, we'll say, 50 people in our network that we, we've worked with or that we know pretty well, maybe even 100. Um, is there some cadence that you try to connect with people that look like they would be the right person in your market just, just so then you can start liking their stuff and so you can start the conversation there? So... I spend almost no time searching on LinkedIn for my ideal audience. Okay. My ideal audience mostly finds me. And, you know, but I've been around for a bit. So um, there's nothing wrong with searching for your ideal audience and connecting. Um, that's not to say that I never send a LinkedIn connection request. I send a lot of those, but they all have to do with um, I've met them, you know, in some Zoom room as a, you know, um, we, we all were there for learning something and networking and, you know, somebody resonated with me and I'll make sure that I send them a, a LinkedIn connection request saying, you know, I met you today at the C-Suite Network, you know. Um, would love to connect, blah, blah, blah. So um, it, it's interesting how different people go about it. I have had so many people trying to sell me on um, lead generation, but I think the more important thing is taking our connections and moving them toward awareness and friendship so that Eventually, um, 
they will know us so well that they either um, help us with our own marketing or refer us or become our clients or whatever. When we give to each other in a genuine way, if there's any way we can help that other person, we're going to do it. That's where I think the value is. Um, some of that value is generated um, through the LinkedIn feed, and some of it is generated by hopping on a Zoom call. Sure. That makes sense. And so with those people, let's say that you have some folks that you're organically connecting with, right? So you, how, how do you go about furthering that relationship? You'd mentioned sending over articles that you think might interest them. Um, what kinds of, do you create a little uh, personal editorial calendar or personal contact calendar for like, I, I met Carolyn, I'd like to follow up next week and just see how such and such is doing or um, yeah, how do you structure that for yourself? Just so then you can, I think of a lot of sales reps or agency owners, they're gonna be like, there's so many urgent things vying for their attention that, um, that it's like, how can we come up with a plan? So they say, yeah, I, I reach out to this many people that I already know, right? that we're already connected and I just check in and I see how they're doing or I see what they're working on and uh, there's no sales conversation that comes out of it, but it's just a connection. Um, how do you approach that? So I must say that I am not excellent at that. <laughs> That's that, um, You know, the, the busier you get, the, the less you do of that. But um, I'm often better at just uh, saying, okay, for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to visit as many profiles of the people that I decide you know, and I'm going to endorse three skills. And that is so efficient. And people notice. And then as they say, thank you, then in my own time, I will respond and, you know, write them a little note. But it is, um, it's easier for me to tee off um, who is it that I would most like to talk with, but I don't have time right now. And yeah. do this little exercise, which gives them a benefit and um, also flags that I'm paying attention. Yeah. And then, you know, based on who responds and how they respond, you know, I'll, I'll get to responding back to them. That makes total sense. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really helpful. Wow. Well, Carol, this has been super fun to get a walkthrough of how we'd start from a pretty new LinkedIn profile to uh, generating a lot of conversations or generating uh, some revenue from LinkedIn and the people there. Um, any other thoughts that you want to share about how you think digital agency or B2B agency owners should be using LinkedIn? Well, for sure, each person in the agency should have a fabulous profile because first impressions are made there. And if you're not showing your personal cleverness online, and that's one of the things that you sell, how will I believe you? Yeah. So, you know, you have to show up in the way that you want to be perceived. I, I firmly believe that we telegraph how we want to be received by others 
through our LinkedIn profile. So I really recommend that that everybody spend some serious time on how they're representing themselves. Mm, no, that makes total sense. Yeah, good word. Well, if people wanted to get in touch with you or find out more about what you do, how would they reach you? What's the best way to do that? Well, um, everything that I have has my last name in it, which is so hard. So LinkedIn on LinkedIn, I'm the only Carol Kemmerer there that that there is. And you spell my name K A E. M M like Mickey Mouse E R E R and there you go. It's a lot of letters, um, but um, if you know how to spell Carol without an E, Carol Kemmerer. Um, my company page is carolkemmerer.com. My website is carolkemmerer.com. Um, on um, on Amazon, I am Carol Kemmerer. Nice. <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern here. This is helpful. Yeah. So um, you can reach me at carol at carolkemmerer.com. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Carol, it's been so nice to have you come on. Learned a lot about spelling German last names as well as LinkedIn. Yeah. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a joy to have you. Fabulous. Thank you.